This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio. With the new month comes the first Georgia gas tax increase since 1971. The Federal Highway Trust Fund continues to shrink with no long-term solution in place. NBC Universal has cut its ties with Donald Trump, citing his derogatory statements, calling Mexican immigrants rapists, drug dealers, and criminals. Um, I don't want to tell Americans what to do or what not to do. Um, but, Nora, I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here a week from today talking about an attack over the weekend in the United States. That's how serious this is. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Puphead, the original portable dog potty. Puphead can be used anytime, anywhere, for any reason. Puphead is designed at ground level that will have dogs using it in no time. It's 904 at News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River, and stunned that they are actually real puppy porta potties. I'm not making this up. This is the hot new thing in New York City and other urban areas for my fellow dog owners. It's the puppy. Apparently, like when they have a fish concert or something and all the dogs want to go watch their favorite bands. Uh, Three Dog Night, I guess, would be one of their favorite bands, I guess. I don't, and you got, you got all the dogs showing up. The dogs need a porta potty apparently. Pup Gear, bringing you lifestyle products approved by dogs, presents Pup Head, the original portable dog potty. Pup Head can be used anytime, anywhere, for any reason. Puphead is designed at ground level <laughs> How many using our natural-feeling pup grass and our specially formulated attractant oh. that will have dogs using it in no time. Is there nothing you will not buy your dog? Seriously, you don't. Look, I, I'm a dog owner. I love my dog, Hans Blix, cute little dog. Took him to the dog park yesterday in Dunwoody, met some great people, and, and they're cool dogs. But there are dog you know, owners, dog lovers, and there are dog kooks. And if you're buying your dog a portable potty spot to travel around with him, I, uh, I have certain rules. And uh, my lovely bride, Buttercup, does not agree with me on all these. First of all, no dogs in the bed, baby. Are you listening? No dogs in the bed. Dogs don't belong in your bed. They're covered in dander and fur and bugs and drool. Why would you put a dog in your bed? So no dogs in the bed. Rule number two, no clothes on the dog. Dogs have clothes. It's called fur. God already dressed them, and he got them their perfect outfit. Why would you mess it up? So no clothes on the dog, no dogs in the bed. And I think no porta-potties, I think. But if but that that's the line for me. Maybe it's not the line for you. And that's why we have a conversation. Not a lecture, not a demonstration, but a conversation at 844-404-1067. And so if you have bought your dog a doggy porta potty or some other product that you 
would never have imagined a few years ago buying your dog. That's I just it, to me it's the Simon Graham standard. My dad, my dad is kind of the you know, would my dad ever do this? And if the answer is no, like, what what am I doing? You know what I mean? That's that's kind of where we are. Then again, my dad would never let the dogs in the house, and we have a dog in the house, so I've already crossed that threshold. But it's amazing how uh, we 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 have allowed ourselves. So let's let emotions sweep us. Everyone, go, oh my little puppy, he needs his little, little porta potty. And I, whenever I tell him I go to Petco and I walk through and I see the stuff people are buying for their dogs, puzzles for their dogs. You know what a puzzle for your dog is? An ice cube. I don't understand. It's cold on my mouth. It makes me cold when I touch it. An ice cube will keep your dog contented until it melts. And then you give him another. It's your dog. Try this experiment. When you get leaving the house in the morning, say bye-bye, Fido. Step outside, close the door. And then open the door one literally one minute later and step back in. The dog will react exactly the same way as he would if it had been eight hours later. He doesn't know. One minute, eight hours. You're gone. You're here. You're gone. You're here. He doesn't. It's, it's, they're dogs. I love, once again, love my dog, but I don't. Okay. So, anyway. Oh, oh, oh. And we're, I, I got to remember this. I got some fantastic hate mail that I need to post on the I love hate mail. I keep telling you my motto is if you can't say something nice, call me. My email address is michael at michaelgram.com. You know, I mentioned the other day how weird it is. We are so horrified by the uh, dog meat festival going on in Yowlin, China right now while we sit down to our steaks and our pork chops and our fried chicken. You know, I mean, you really can't. I mean, you can't, particularly as a southerner who enjoys, you know, alligator and squirrel. I really can't say anything judgmental about people who eat dog because what unless you're a vegan, what's the difference? I mean, you know, one person eats a cow, one person eats a fish, one person eats a cat. I mean, and they're all eating them next to each other at the Chinese buffet. They just don't know it. And so, so I, I said this on the air that we, eating dog is no big deal. Our president has done it. You know, it's no big deal. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the dog kooks. And, and, and I'm not complaining. Fantastic emails. Just you, you, you would think that I'd gone on the air and said, please, starting now, you know, grab random children off the streets and eat them. You would, you would think that I had urged childhood cannibalism. By mentioning that, of course, it's okay for people to eat dog. I mean, it's an animal. It's that you know, you eat dog. We it's it's all cultural. It's no big deal. Whatever. It's not that big. You know. Anyway, very very uh, outraged responses to that. I got to remember to post that. I'm uh, um, uh, um, annoyed slash outraged. I guess I'm not outraged anymore. I've given up on this. But months ago, I started telling you these jerks and. The legislature, they are going to stick us with a gas tax. And they're not just going to stick us with a gas tax. They're going to stick us with a gas tax that goes up every year by itself. And I was the lonely voice because the AJC wouldn't cover it and TV wouldn't cover it. They didn't want, they didn't want you to know. They just wanted you to know, well, you know, maybe we do need a few cents more gas tax. Maybe we do need to, you know, we got to take care of those roads. So they didn't want you to know that the Republicans who run Georgia, and I'm, and I, yes, I'm calling out the Republicans because, Democrat, of course, Democrats are going to vote for tax hikes. That's what they do. If you like higher taxes, you vote for Democrats. If you like lower taxes, you vote for Republicans and then cross your fingers. You vote for Republicans and then you get ready to be disappointed. So the Republicans who run Georgia, there are no Democrats. It doesn't matter. The Republicans do this all on their own. Republican governor, Republican Senate, 
Republican House members, they voted for an $800 million gas tax hike, ballpark figure, that goes up by itself. In fact, I did the math. This, assuming that the gas tax collects $800 million this year, the legislature is going to raise that tax to almost $850 million next year. A $50 million tax, $50 million bucks. That's a lot of money out of our pockets. When did they vote for that $50 million tax hike? They don't. And then the year after that, it goes up another 60-ish million dollars. We'll, we'll be paying about $900 million in two years as opposed to $800 million. That's a $100 million tax hike on you and me as drivers And you know who voted for those increases? Nobody, because they're built into the tax. The the guys who are in office right now voted to screw you automatically without them having to cast another vote. Then it goes up again the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year. We're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars in tax hikes. No voting. You know, it's one thing if my politician says, Michael, I think you need to pay higher taxes. Then he comes back and votes for him, and then I can vote him in or out. I'm totally cool with that. But what Georgia did, and it starts tomorrow, is you start paying a brand new higher gas tax tomorrow, and then a year from tomorrow, it goes up again automatically. So my question for you at 844-404-1067 is, are you ready to pay another $800 million in gas taxes Uh, Do you trust the state of Georgia to use it to improve your roads? And what about this idea that the Republicans of Georgia passed a gas tax uh, so extreme, so radical, that when the state of Massachusetts passed the same thing two years ago, the voters of liberal Kennedy, Elizabeth Warren, Massachusetts, threw it out by a referendum. 844-404-1067. Are you ready to pay higher taxes starting tomorrow? You tell me after. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. With the new month comes the first Georgia gas tax increase since 1971. The Federal Highway Trust Fund continues to shrink with no long-term solution in place. Since 2009, Georgia has slipped from the state with the ninth best road conditions to 13th on that list. At the beginning of the year, Governor Nathan Deal made transportation a priority. The new money will help with a long backlog of maintenance. Starting Wednesday, Georgia's 7.5 cent excise tax and 4% sales tax will be replaced with a flat 26 cent excise tax. It should mean an increase of about six cents per gallon on average. This is an excise tax. It's paid at the wholesale level. So it will largely depend on how it's passed on to the consumer. The money will also be collected through a new $5 per night hotel fee, new fees for heavy trucks, and a $200 annual fee for electric vehicles once given a tax credit. I love how they show us, oh, it's only six cents. Uh, actually, no, you completely refigured the gas. We've moved away from an excise, uh, from uh, sales tax and excise tax. Here is the real number, $800 million that you and I will be chipping in. There are about 10 million people in Georgia. About half of them, ballpark figures, have jobs they have to drive to work for a living. So most of that $800 million will be paid for by uh, five million people. So do the math. No, it's it's for people like you who work for a living. 
the screw job begins tomorrow. So a couple things. Number one, be sure to buy gas today. I'm going to so that you can at least evade the tax hike for a little bit longer. Second point, and I'm really hoping that you will help me with this. If I could get you to take some uh, uh, camera phone pics of gas stations that you pass every day, because I'd love to see what happens to the gas price where you are between right now and this time tomorrow. So if you're near a gas station right now and you have your camera, you have your phone, if you could snap a picture of it and then get it tomorrow and then email them to me, michael at michaelgraham.com, I will post them up. I will share them. I'm going to do it uh, uh, at the Northridge exit off of 400 when, when I'm going home. There's a gas, there are two gas stations across the street from each other. And I'm going to get both of them today and then I'm going to get, going to get both of them tomorrow. So I can see what happened to my gas price. And, hey, maybe I will be pleasantly surprised. Maybe the price will not jump up. Maybe the price will stay the same. Maybe competition will work and they'll just eat the taxes. Or maybe we'll just end up paying more. Uh, But uh, if you can do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. My email is michael at michaelgraham.com because I want to see what's going on for real people. Another thing about that Northridge um, exit, I moved here uh, May 1st. Of last year. And when I moved here, the Northridge exit, uh, the Northbridge exit, the uh, the bridge over 400 was having construction. It's been a year and almost two months. That's still doing, they're still working on it. It's one bridge. It's two lanes of traffic each way and a turn lane. Why is it taking as long for Georgia to fix this Northridge Northridge, um, exit as it took to build the Empire State Building? We built the Empire State Building with the cutting-edge technology of 1930 in 18 months. And yet I'm waiting for one... Exit every time we drive on it. I'm like, or or every time we have lanes blocked under 400 when we're trying to drive home, like two days ago, and they've got every lane closed but one. I'm going, look, I get it. You got to fix the roads and stuff, but seriously, how long does this take? Who do you have working on this? Am I the only person that has noticed this? Or based on your experience, am I doing pretty good? Based on your experience of how long it takes the Georgia Department of Transportation to get stuff done, does this sound about right? More than a year, one bridge over 400. And by the way, I don't know how long they were working on it before I got there. It, it looked like it was, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. It wasn't that they just put up the first cones. There were already, uh, you know, uh, dump trucks and torn up asphalt. There were already cranes. And now here it is, 14 months later, and they're still working on it. 844-404-1067. What the heck? This is another reason why people are not so thrilled about the gas tax hike is when they hear, oh, goody, more road construction. This will be fantastic. Uh, Dwight is on News Radio 1067. Hello, Dwight. Hey, my love your show because it stimulates thinking. Um you, I have some examples about what where your money's going to go in Cobb County. Uh, you can watch them tear up the 
bushes and shrubs and trees in the medians and then come back a month later and replant them. <laughs> uh, they replant the bushes and shrubs. Uh, then you go to a road like uh, Highway 5, Canton Road. Every business has to put in a sidewalk. And this is like a major highway with four lanes and a turn lane. And you got to have a sidewalk on a road like that. And I asked our commissioner about mm-hmm. that, and he said, if we build them, they will come. <laughs> <laughs> then take a look at the uh, highway that they're building along I-75 so that people can drive faster in the morning and faster in the evening on their mm-hmm. way home. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I like I like more lanes. I will tell you, I'm a big fan of more lanes. So if we can get more lanes, I'll take that. I'm not as big as fan of building sidewalks, uh, you know, where they're uh, not needed. And I'm also trying to figure out why a bridge over 400 at Northridge would take a minimum of 14 months. And once again, I don't know how long they're working on it before. I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm trying to figure out the big question. Why would Republicans be the ones pushing through this automatic, massive $800 million self-rising tax hike? And why would Republican voters here in Georgia be the ones going along with this? Am I, am I wrong about the, atti- I, you know, the, the attitude here? I thought coming home to the South meant coming home to smaller government, lower taxes, leave me the heck alone, that kind of mentality. I thought I was getting away from the horrible union graft and corruption up in Boston where they originally planned to spend $3 billion on the big dig and they spent $23 billion on the big dig and it still doesn't work. Was I wrong about what I was getting here in Georgia? Is this really just Georgia Chusets? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham. I am Michael Graham, your only licensed, authorized distributor of The Natural Truth. So uh, we're going to get to it in a a little bit later in the show. Uh, The mayor of New York City wants to make it illegal for you to smoke a cigarette in your own home, your own apartment. Uh, If you you live in a multi, uh, you know, multi-residence dwelling, a a multi-housing. Why is my brain not working this morning? I apologize. I apologize. Uh, anyway, if you if you live in a building where more than one family lives, you would be it'd be illegal for you to smoke a cigarette in your own house. We're going to talk about that in a second, and also the pot bust you just heard Greg Town was talking about. Uh, three years, the state of Georgia has been working on my Northridge overpass. Excuse me, excuse me, a year and a half since I've been here, they've been working on the Northridge overpass. Now GDOT is going to get another $800 bucks a year out of our pockets when we buy our gas. Tax hike takes effect tomorrow. And then that tax hike is going to go up by itself about $50 million a year for the next two years without our politicians even voting. It's an automatic self-rising. It's the, uh, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy of tax hikes. It raises itself. And now they want that more more money so they can continue their outstanding and efficient work for us on the roadways of Georgia. Let's go to Drew. Drew, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Hello, Drew. Hey, my, hey, Michael. How's it going? Go Enjoy the show. Sir. Thanks. Go right ahead. Yeah, so I would say don't expect anything to be done soon. Uh, I live in East Cobb. I've lived there all my life. Mm-hmm. And 
it took them over three years to put a bike lane and a walking path down a three-mile stretch of road there at Miller Hospital. I mean, it was ridiculous. That's a mile a year. Oh, yeah. I feel like my friends and I could have rented a Bobcat (laughs) and finished it faster. That's... Uh, that's um, you know, point uh, oh eight of a mile a month. That's ridiculous. Yeah, there's, something, there's something I've heard about in Sandy Springs about privatizing their public works, and I've heard it's had great success. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good point. I should I, I should check into that. That's a very good point. But three years for a bike lane and a, what else? A walking path and a walking path. That's three years. Does that make sense to anybody else? Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. As we you try to figure out whether or not it's worth it, that the tax hike is already done. My question is, will the Republicans who flip flopped on taxes, the ones who assured you that they would not vote for taxes here in Georgia and then went ahead and voted for this gas tax hike, will they be held responsible by the voters? And my prediction right now is no, they will not. And that's to me a real problem. That's the most depressing part of this is that we, the people, let ourselves get beaten up like this and don't use our power to do anything about it. I'm told that the uh, Northridge project began in the fall of 2013. So 2014, we're coming up on two years for us. Once again, they're not putting in a swimming pool. They're, (laughs) They're not building a Taj Mahal. It's a flat piece of asphalt over 400 why the heck is it taking it so long and i bet there's worse examples uh maybe when we uh, check with traffic with greg in, in a few minutes maybe he knows some other places where it seems the construction is eternal i want to ask you though about that story you just, you, that uh, has been reported all morning long if you go to my blog michaelgram.com and click on the blog you'll see an item marked why is this man smiling and the man who's smiling is the sheriff in Monroe County uh, whose officers, along with about five gazillion other agencies, the DEA, Natural Resources, G- Georgia State Patrol, GBI, Bibb County, Butts County, Lamar County, they all got involved and they busted this $100 million worth of pot, 23,000 marijuana plat- plants growing on a large plot of land in Monroe County. And there's a picture of the sheriff, and he's standing there. He's got his, you know, gun strapped on the front of his belt, and he's got his jacket, and his chest's just busting out. Look what I done! I caught me a hundred million dollars a pot. Well, sheriff, it's your job, so you're doing your job. Can't complain about that. Congratulations. But what did all these cops accomplish? hundred million dollars worth of pot has now been confiscated. It's going to be destroyed. Will that have any impact on the pot smokers and brownie bakers of Georgia? Anyone? No, absolutely not. Will will a single per, will will soccer boy miss a single bong hit because of this? No, not one. Will our friends over at Rock 100 have any more trouble prepping for the show in the mornings? Not a bit. The pot smokers of Georgia will smoke exactly the same amount of pot tomorrow as they were smoking last week. This $100 million bust will have no impact whatsoever. Now, despite the fact that GBI, DEA, Natural Resources, GSP, Bibb, Butts, Lamar, Moreau County were all involved, they caught nobody. But let's say they had. Let's say that they, you know, circled them and then here were, you know, the guys, let's say five, just pick a number, 
five guys out tending the pot plant. What would that have accomplished? Would pulling these pot growers off the streets of Georgia and out of the, the woods of Monroe County, would it have stopped anyone from smoking pot? No. Would it have a significant impact on price? I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, a couple of weeks, the price of, a, of an ounce goes up until some more supply can fill in. But that's even that's dubious. So virtually no impact, if any, on price. But what we would do is we would take these five guys who were paying their own bills and making a profit for themselves, and we would be throwing them in jail where they'd be on the three hots in a cot program that we pay for. So if they had succeeded in busting someone, the only impact would be that we, the taxpayers, would be paying money to feed, clothe, and house these guys who were feeding, clothing, and housing themselves. And then finally, there's the $100 million. We got $100 million worth of pot. So what are you going to do with it? We're going to burn it. Well, what will that? I just, you, you, I just explained how that will accomplish nothing. What, what, where's the upside? Imagine, for example, if instead of burning that $100 million of the pot and jailing the people who made it, we instead told them to turn it into cannabis oil for the people who now need cannabis oil. They have permission to have cannabis oil, but they can't buy cannabis oil because it's illegal to make, sell, or bring across state lines cannabis oil. If you took that $100 million of the pot, and let's assume, you know, the cops tend to inflate this stuff for, you know, obvious reasons. It's a fishing, you know, it's a good fish tail. It always gets a little bigger, you know, so. But anyway, let's say it is $100 million of the pot for real. And you sold it with an excise tax of a modest 10%. There's 10 million bucks in our pockets. 10 million bucks that we might not have to pay on gas taxes just to, maybe 10 million bucks to finish the Northridge, you know, bridge project. You know, 10 million bucks. That we could have in our pocket. So here is what. So that's why I'm asking the sheriff from Moreau County, and no, nothing personal, sir. I understand you're doing your job. But if you go to my blog or my Facebook page, you see this guy, the look on his face, this big poop eating grin. Look at I did. What did you do? You did nothing about pot. You did nothing about drugs. You almost cost the taxpayers money by throwing these guys in jail. And you added nothing to the revenue stream. This bust accomplished nothing. Literally nothing. Zero. So why do we do it? What more proof do you need that waging the war on pot is a waste of time? At best, it's a waste of time. At worst, it costs us real money and real resources. 844-404-1067. It would have been better for the state of Georgia if the Monroe County Sheriff had kept his mouth shut. Not even told anybody it was there. Left the guys alone. That would have been a better thing for Georgia. Do you agree? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham. Let's check in with Greg Talmadge from the Havilland Special Traffic Center. So, Greg, yeah. two and a half years for a single overpass. Is that typical for here in Georgia? Yeah, I was going to say the big project that's going to take even longer than that is this thing up in Cobb County and where that big long ramp is being developed and built to uh, mm-hmm. 75 South. It's a, going to be a reversible ramp, by the way. You go one way and it's going to be paid. It's a toll thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be finished for another two years, 2017, kind of coinciding with the mm-hmm. uh, uh, stadium in Cobb Is there County. any place that you find that construction seems to have been going on for as long as you've been watching traffic? I mean, oh, is there any well, spots? You know, downtown connector, uh, you know, top end gets a repaving every every year or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's ongoing. So it's uh... Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067.
9.51. I am Michael Graham. Here is the natural truth. We would be in demonstrably better shape if the Monroe County Sheriff, who busted the $100 million worth of pot, the 23,000 pot plants, had left them alone. We would actually be in better shape. What did we accomplish? Do you guys, is there anyone left who supports waging the war on pot? Is anyone who's left who supports wasting police time and, you know, uh, flying airplanes and uh, looking for pot fields? What do you accomplish by doing this? If there's an upside that I'm missing, and I, it certainly is possible, 844-404-1067. What are you accomplishing? This is, of course, this takes you back to the, why is this illegal again? Why is it illegal for my neighbor? I don't smoke pot. I've never smoked pot. I have no interest in smoking pot. Why is it illegal for my, Steve McCoy does a bowl every morning. Why is it illegal for him to do that? He's got to get ready for the show. I'm, I'm, I, I may or may not be kidding, but I, I, I cannot confirm or deny that McCoy actually does a whole bowl. But um, anyway, my point is, why should that be illegal? Why? And when we're at the point where we're bragging about the fact that we just cost the taxpayers money for no purpose, I, I'm, I'm just completely confused. So uh, to, if you needed, to me, this is the final end argument. I don't know how to argue around this when a big win for the war on pot in Monroe County is a loss for everybody. I don't, I don't get it. Well, then, then why are we doing this? 844-404-1067. We're also talking about the fact that we just got hit with a massive $800 million ballpark figure gas tax hike that goes up automatically so that the GDOT can spend three years working on a single overpass on 400. Tim, you're on the air. Thanks for the call. Go right ahead. Yeah, I would like to make a comment about the gas tax hike. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, they increased it and voted for it due to the fact now they can sit back in 2016 and say the Democrats never sent any that much money down here to help with these roads. So they, it's actually they're reversing the mindset of people. I don't think I follow you. How, what, what, what? If if the federal government sends a certain amount of money to right. each state mm-hmm. for the roads. So if the federal government is not sending that much to each state, they're going to have to increase taxes somewhere. And now they can use the Republicans can use that and say we had to raise taxes because the Democrats don't want to give each state money. So that would actually screw up the Democrats idea of getting Hillary in office. Uh, that, that's first of all, that's a real stretch, Tim. Second of all, we've had massive transportation bills. Uh, in the recent past, we had the massive stimulus bill, trillion dollars. We had a huge road bill under George W. Bush that was supposed to buy a bunch of votes for Republicans. didn't work. Um, so we spend tons of money on transportation. We just don't spend it very well. We waste a ton of money on uh, light rail, which is a total waste of time, uh, you know, and on and on and on. But I don't think that's going to work. Meanwhile, here in Georgia, you have Republicans who pledged, I will not vote for a tax increase who violated their pledge and voted for and not just a tax increase, but a permanent self-rising tax increase. Will anyone even run against them? Will they pay a price for the voters? I'm afraid not. That's another reason to be disturbed. Paul, you're on the air. Paul, thanks for the call. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been in the construction industry for about 30 years in the okay. concrete. And I uh, played golf with a guy that does a lot of work for the state uh, on the roads. And I mm-hmm. asked him, I said, why does it take so long to build these roads? Because 
I can build this. I know it doesn't take nearly the time. Right. And they're making way too much money because I can do the same thing in half the time for a third of the money and still make a profit. And he told me the biggest reason is because the state pays them so slow that they'll work so much and then almost completely stop until they get paid for the roads, the work that they've already done. So that's the biggest problem. And if you look at the the project that's going on in uh, Cobb County up there, mm -hmm. that's private money. It's going a whole lot faster. I mean, a whole lot faster. Okay, well, that's that's a, a theory. I appreciate that, Paul. I, I had not thought about that. I will definitely look into that. Soccer Boy, where's the spot that they seem to be doing road work all the time? They've done construct. It seems seemingly have done construction on this certain part of three sixteen since like I was in high school. Really. And from what I last saw, it was it cost something like fifty million dollars. And they're still working and on it. It's still. They, I don't know if it's the same project, but it's constantly. So where there's uh, always where, construction. Where is this? It's once you get off eighty five, maybe three miles up the road. It's that same section that everyone who goes up to Athens on a regular <laughs> basis they know what I'm talking about. Right, all of them. And it's just no change. It's a little better now, but when they when it was really rough a couple of years ago, where any time you're trying to get up to mm -hmm. Athens, it was it was horrible. And but but it's still they're still working on it. Still working on it. Still I went up there the other day and still working on it. Brandon, my mom lives off that exit three sixteen right. and Council Road. It's been under construction since the Reagan administration. <laughs> I firmly believe. <laughs> My lord, and what? Jimmy Carter also. Really, they're always doing some kind of ah, construction on Jimmy, on Jimmy Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah, very good point. I, I've been told that there are parts of Atlanta roads in Atlanta that they've been fixing since Sherman burned to them, and that they they never actually get repaired. So we're going to ask you, where in the world is the uh, eternal construction here in Georgia? Eight four 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 zero four one zero six seven. Also, why in the world are would we bust somebody for twenty three thousand pot plants? When it does absolutely no good, why is it illegal for you to smoke a joint in the first place? And if you're all, uh, if you're all about criminalizing pot, then I assume that you'll be with New York City's Mayor de Blasio, who wants to criminalize your cigarette inside your own home. So much talk, so little time. I'm Michael Graham. The News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your only licensed and author authorized distributor of the natural truth. What is the natural truth? It is the way the world really works. For example, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is set to announce he's running for president. America's Republicans set to announce that they don't care. No interest in Chris Christie. You don't need him. He had a chance to really be a breakthrough kind of guy. John Kasich of Ohio is now taking that role. Uh, New Jersey, if you had a chance to carry a state like New Jersey in a presidential election, that would be a big deal. Chris Christie's down to 30% popularity. New Jersey probably would not make it competitive. John Kasich, a state like Ohio, if he can make Ohio, Michigan, and Pennsylvania competitive, that would be a big deal for Republicans. So we'll keep an eye on that for you here on the Michael Graham Show. Just part of our conversation. We don't do politics door-to-door. -door. For those of you who want, you know, I don't understand why you're not talking about the TPP every day. Because normal people don't. Normal people Talk about what's going on in life. And I do talk radio for normal people. I'm not one myself, but I admire you tremendously and the hard work you do. And I really get mad on your behalf when you get screwed over by the government, whether it's uh, automatic tax hikes that go up by themselves, which start tomorrow. Please do me a favor. Take a picture of the gas price near you today. 
with your smartphone and then take a picture of that same gas station tomorrow. I'm just real. I want to see what happens overnight when the new Republican gas. And I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm only picking on Republicans because I expect better of them. Uh, Republican gas tax hike takes effect tomorrow. Thank you, Governor Deal. Thank you, local legislators. Take those pictures for me today and tomorrow. And then email me, Michael at MichaelGraham.com. Uh, and then the other thing that the government does is they do stuff that's just stupid. And I, and I get frustrated, not because I disagree. You know, it's not like, oh, I, I don't like what you're doing. I, don't, I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And the perfect example is the uh, b- pot bust that's being trumpeted across the media today from Monroe County, where the sheriff is just thrilled with what he has done. And I ask on my blog, michaelgram.com, why is this man smiling? Monroe County Sheriff John Kerry Biddick. And uh, I'm I'm not going to repeat what I just said, but just for those of you who are joining us, I mean, the deal is this. We have a pot bust, 23,000 plants confiscated in Monroe County, Georgia, $100 million worth of pot, and what did it accomplish? Will it stop a single person from smoking pot tomorrow? No. Will a single stoner miss his morning bowl? No. Will the price of pot go up? maybe, maybe temporarily, like right in central Georgia for a couple days until more product moves in, but no. This bust uh, netted zero arrests. Some people were complaining, I don't understand, you had the GBI and you had the GSP and you had four counties involved, you didn't bust anybody? No, no, don't complain, I'm glad it didn't. Because if they'd arrested people, this would have been even worse because those people would have to go to jail. And we take guys who are right now making money and paying their own bills, and we would throw them in jail where you and I would have to pay to feed, clothe, and house them. So if it is the case at 844-404-1067 that a massive pot bust accomplishes nothing except costing taxpayers more money, why are we doing this? Look, I can't convince you, apparently, to support liberty and trust your neighbors to decide whether or not they want to smoke pot. I can't get you to do that. But can I get at least get you to stop these stupid busts? Because all this did would cost us money. It took up the time of dozens of law enforcement agents who could have been doing something more worthwhile. And it throws people in jail that we then have to feed. So what's the upside? If there's an upside that I'm missing, 844-404-1067. Thanks for the call, Tom. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Thank you, Michael. You make me think a lot, and I appreciate it. Uh, concerning the issue that you just talked about and, and previous issues uh, along the same line, um, is, it, is it not the sheriff and other law enforcement officers' responsibility to enforce the law? Uh, yes, w- uh, within their discretion, yes, it certainly is. And, and they do have discretion. However... Mm-hmm. The ultimate idea, and like I say, you're looking at a bigger picture, and I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate idea is not necessarily to hold them accountable for enforcing the law, but mm-hmm. change, either change the law mm-hmm. or if they're not enforcing the laws they should be enforcing, that's a management right. problem or a training problem. And so I look a little higher uh, personally, and maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but I look a little higher and say, hey, this bleeds down. You know, to right. to the officer, the officer is hired to enforce the law. If the laws are not right, or he's enforcing them wrong, then that's a management. No, I, I agree with you completely. And you know, Sheriff uh, John Kerry Biddick is supposed to do his job. But do you agree with me that we would actually be better off 
in, in, in the final result if he had simply ignored the fact that there was <laughs> this pot farm on his counter? Well, well, maybe, but by the same no, no, I, I would have to say the way you explained it, yes. Right. But I'm not sure I'm willing to trade off a law enforcement officer not enforcing mm-hmm. the laws that he's paid to enforce. That that needs to be dealt with at a higher level. No, no, no I agree uh, with you completely, and, and that's my point. My point is that if it is, it, if we do everything right and we still lose, then maybe, <laughs> maybe we're playing the wrong game. So you're you're right, Tom, to be looking above this. This is about the the real question is why are we paying cops to bust people for smoking pot in the first place? Why? I agree with you completely. But when you're a sheriff and you know for a fact that what you're about to do is going to do no good. It's just going to take up a lot of resources and spend a lot of money and do no good. Then why are you doing it? What's the upside here? Nothing, no good thing happened. You know, when, when, when we're stuck paying the taxes to feed these pot dealers and all of their customers are just buying their pot from different dealers, what did we do? Brent, you're on the air with Michael Graham. I appreciate the call. Thanks for taking my call, Michael. Um, I'm sure these the guys that were growing this, Mm-hmm. They're completely upstanding citizens, and this is the only <laughs> thing they're doing that's illegal. I mean, they're going to church on Sunday. They're writing Absolutely. checks to charity. Yes. And so, you know, crime syndicates, they're... crime rings, never mm-hmm. heard of them. So, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the problem with folks smoking pot, and I'm like you, I've never smoked it. I don't need that to, to enjoy life. Exactly. But the, you look at, you read what's going on in Colorado, and middle school pot use is increasing pretty pretty dramatically. And it's just a medical fact that, you know, young kids smoking pot is mm-hmm. very bad for the for the development of the brain. Yeah. So that's my comments. I, do, I, I would ask you this one thing. I mean, it's interesting sure. to watch the numbers out of Colorado, and I'm, I'm not disputing the numbers. You know, the, we are getting these reports, but I, I look at them with a raised eyebrow because I just can't imagine a, a school, you know, a school kid who can't get pot right now in Georgia. If you really want it, you got an older brother or whatever, you know, you see what yeah, I'm saying? I agree. I, I, I'm just yeah. if if pot were if pot were like heroin, I think you'd have a, a, a I think that that argument you made would be stronger, would be bolstered by it. But given that right now, if I said to any employee in this building, "Here's a hundred dollars if you can bring me a bag of pot in the next hour," every employee under thirty would be able to keep that hundred bucks. Every single one. So once again, what what are we accomplishing? What we're accomplishing is that we're letting pot smokers know we don't like the fact that you smoke pot. Well, so what? What does that accomplish? Nothing. All it does is open the door for what's happening in New York. And you are going to hate, I, at least I hope you're going to hate what's happening in New York. I don't know. Maybe you'll love it. We'll find out. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. Just got a shipment of the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked. <laughs> It's 1020. I am Michael Graham. The only drug I need is love and ibuprofen and uh, then penicillin after the love. But anyway, I'm happy to be here. So glad you're part of the conversation. 844-404-1067. Here is the problem in Georgia. When we enforce the law and we do everything right, it goes completely wrong. That's why it is time, way past time, to leave people alone who choose to smoke pot. If this case out of Monroe County doesn't prove it, that when you enforce the law, you lose 
Why would you keep enforcing a law where you lose? It makes no sense to me. Plus, it's part of the nanny state theory of life, which is that the government knows what you ought to do and how you ought to spend your time. And I don't agree at 844-404-1067. One of the people who loves busting private citizens for what they do in their own time is New York's progressive mayor, Bill de Blasio, who is going after residents who smoke tobacco in their own home. The health department is encouraging efforts for voluntary smoke-free housing initiatives, spending thousands of tax dollars to try to pressure owners of tenant buildings to ban smoking in their, res- in their, uh, in their properties. The latest plan is to get landlords and developers to ban smoking since the government can't. And so what happens is you want to rent an apartment and the apartment and the guy renting from says, well, but you can't smoke in your apartment. You go, well, wait a minute. It's my apartment. I'm renting it. It's my home. It's my private space. A cop would have to have a warrant to come in here. And the building owner says, sorry, I, if we catch you smoking, we're going to kick you out. But it's my property. Nope. Bill de Blasio, the mayor, he doesn't like think you should smoke. So he wants to make it illegal for you to smoke in your own apartment. Well, I think that's ridiculous. I think that's crazy. One of the things I love about Georgia is that the number of bars and restaurants where you can legally smoke since the smoking ban went into place has actually gone up because of the way we have the laws. You can grandfather in or you can go to a 21 only. We actually have increased the number of bars and restaurants where you can smoke. Yay! And I say this is the guy who doesn't smoke cigarettes. So that's a good thing. So tell me how you do we agree at 844-404-1067 that nanny staters like Mayor de Blasio in New York City are wrong to come to your house and slap the Marlboro out of your mouth? Do we agree? Well, then how is he different from you sending in the cops to slap the joint out of someone's mouth? What's the difference? Why is it? My answer to both is you decide. You want to smoke in your house? Go right ahead. You want to smoke? Don't. I don't it's up to you. Why isn't that the obvious, easy solution? 844-404-1067. Johnny, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Thanks for the call. Yeah, the only positive thing uh, out of the bust was all these multiple agencies that you've mentioned which seems to be quite a few. I guess they've all just got a nice stash for the next year. (laughs) Cops always have the best pot, right, Johnny? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. By the way, when you call in, turn your radio down. It makes it easier. Yeah, everybody was involved in this bust. Uh, GBI was involved. uh, uh, Georgia State Police were involved. DEA was involved. A bunch of different counties all came over. Butts County, Bibb County, Lamar County, along with Monroe County, uh, DNR was involved in this bust. So they are, they will all be toasty The uh, in the coming. If you have any friends who work in these agencies, you need to hook uh, hit them up now because they've got some premium ganja sitting and waiting for you. Uh, Debbie is on News Radio 1067. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Um, I'm totally against the pot, and I'll tell you why. Okay. It is against federal law. And if we get a president whose hands aren't tied, then Sarah Lawson come in and 
take it out of all the states. I, I believe that. Two is the gateway drug. Three, the fact that it's illegal, regardless of anyone's opinion, mm-hmm. it's illegal. Illegal is illegal. It's like uh, Kevin Costner and Sean Connery in the movie uh-huh. about Al Capone. Right. That, the Untouchables. Him, right. They asked the character, will you, smoke, uh, will you drink alcohol? And the character said, when it's legal, I'll drink. When it's, while mm-hmm. it's illegal, I won't. Right. But and why is it illegal, Debbie? That's the question. Why do we in Georgia insist on having it illegal when nothing, when we when enforcing the law accomplishes nothing except for costing us more money? Because people won't exercise their constitutional right to contact their congressman and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is stupid. Let's change it." Right. Well, if you put that kind of pressure on them, they'll change it. Well, listen, I, I hope I hope you're right. I, I and I hope people will change it but the question is do you think we should change it and what is the difference between you kicking in a guy's door in monroe county georgia because he's smoking a cigarette and the mayor of new york kicking a guy's door down in excuse me because he's smoking pot and the mayor of new york's kicking a guy's door in because he's smoking a cigarette what's the difference 844-404-1067 if you can answer that question then maybe the laws against pot here in Georgia make sense. But until then, aren't we as dumb as Mayor de Blasio? You tell me. I'm Michael Graham. I want you to take the Frankenstein, the deer, the green monster, the bling, and the bling bling. And I want you to roll it all into one joint. No one's ever been brave enough to try that. One man is. Roll it. Pop the magic dragon, live by the sea, and frolic what, why are you playing this song? I don't understand. Little Jackie Papers and Puff? Why Why are you playing? This is a kid's song. This is a sweet little child's... I don't understand. It's 844-404-1067. Or you can call the Confession Hotline. Here's what we're doing on the Confession Hotline today. Where you can confess your hopes, your fears, your dreams, your smart Alec comments... If you are a secret smoker, if you have a smoking secret, if you occasionally hit the bong still on the weekends, or if you sneak behind your wife's back and grab a uh, Marlboro, this is your chance to confess it at 404-436-2007. If you're a preacher or a presidential candidate, and perhaps in your youth you partook of the weed, this is your chance to uh, to confess it because confession is good for the soul and also adds to the conversation. That's the confession hotline, 404-436-2007. And the perfect prize for your smoking confession, whether it's pot or tobacco or whatever, a pair of passes to Music Midtown at Peabop. Not, not that anybody there will have possibly engaged in any self-medication, but we've got passes to Music Midtown September 18th and 19th to see Elton John, Van Halen, Billy Idol, Alice in Change, all of which have nothing to do with smoking pot ever. Uh, is Fish going to be there? No, Fish will not be there. 844-404-1067. And this is my, why well, I think it's fascinating that these two stories are happening at the same time. The mayor of New York wants uh, landlords to ban smoking in your private home. In Massachusetts, we had a case that actually went forward before, thank God, some sensible judge stepped in 
where there was a guy who lived in his apartment, and he didn't like the fact that the guy in the next apartment smoked cigarettes, and he wanted the state to come in and stop him. And at first, the county health officials where he was, the town health officials, were going to do it. Should it, should it be illegal for you to smoke cigarettes, tobacco, in your home? And the motive for both sides is, well, you shouldn't do it. You just heard Debbie call in. You shouldn't do it. It's bad for you. It's a gateway drug. And, Debbie, you might be right about all those things. And, if that, and, and I urge you, if that's how you feel, then don't do it. I don't. I don't smoke pot, and my kids know if I caught them smoking pot, I would beat them within an inch of their lives. But once they're adults, it's their decision to make. And to me, this is this is the big conversation in America right now. There's one team that says, I know what you ought to do. You ought to make same-sex marriage legal. You ought to stop smoking. You ought to stop eating fat. You ought to blah, 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 blah. And the ought to team is on the rise because they have no respect for the most, to me, the most important part of the American deal, which is liberty, freedom. And I'm on the other team, which is you ought to <laughs> shut the hell up and mind your own business. I'm on that team. I know that when I set my neighbors free, that some of them are going to do what I think is the wrong thing. But if you ask me to pick who do I trust more, you or the government, I trust you every single time. 844-404-1067. William, you're on the air. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I'd just like to make a comment on Debbie's previous call. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fact is that marijuana is not now nor has ever been a gateway drug. That is all a bunch of reefer madness. The true gateway drug is alcohol. But for many people, alcohol is a gateway to pot. And then um, that leads them to coke and meth alcohol and heroin. Can, you, can skip, you can skip right over pot. Right. And you get somebody drunk enough and lay a line of cocaine out, 90% mm-hmm. of them are going to do it. Dude. Uh, so you're telling me that nobody ever started off smoking no, I'm not pot saying in high school ever. and then was doing lines off of a stripper's breasts? You're saying that nope. never happened? Hey, lines off a stripper's breasts, I would have been all right at 19, 20 years old. Uh, so I know people who are cool with it at 49 and 50 years old. 844-404-1067. How is Georgia different from de Blasio? What's the difference? You Right? I mean, God. This is why our pot laws look so dumb. On the one hand, they violate a principle that we believe in, freedom. On the other hand, they don't work. This guy, how could it have gone any better? We bought 23,000 plant pot, pot plants, $100 million. And it's, we still lose. What does that tell you? That tells you that the law itself is the problem. 844-404-1067. Frank, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Uh, yes, I'd like to thank William for that call. I'd like to piggyback on that okay. as well. Uh, I haven't heard of anyone ODing off of marijuana use at <laughs> well, all. That is true. <laughs> okay, now, basically, if you're going to do the gateway thing, I'd have to agree with him. And actually, I put tobacco inside of that line, too. It's what? saying tobacco will probably be a gateway drug for you to go ahead and move forward, passing marijuana okay. straight to alcohol and then straight to cocaine, heroin, et cetera. Okay, Frank, okay. look, look I, I'm not, I, I agree with you that it's overblown that, you know, if you smoke a joint today, you're not going to be doing an you know, eight ball with your friends tomorrow. I agree with that. But come on. There are definitely people who, in, who who discover getting high with pot 
and then eventually move on and get high with other harder drugs. That does but happen it, sometimes. Well, I mean, it does happen occasionally, but mm-hmm. are you building the exception versus the rule? No, Which one is the exception versus the rule? That's, I mean, it, the same thing with the de Blasio issue. I mean, whose Fourth Amendment right is being violated mm-hmm. by the neighbor saying your cigarette smoke offends me? Uh, I mean, it, it depends on which side of the fence that you're technically on in that particular regard. And until I can actually see something in the mm-hmm. New Journal, you know, England Journal of Medicine sure. that shows me marijuana deaths based on overdose versus tobacco deaths based on excess smoking, sure. based on alcohol deaths, based on excess drinking, then, you know, basically you may have, a, you know, a, a tenant for the gateway drug argument. Frank, I'll say this. You're right about the deaths. There's also this, and I, I forget what stand-up comic I work with did it by this great point. He, his message was to government and to uh, people concerned about bad behavior, give us our pot. If you just let us, our, let us have our pot, we don't care about the meth and the heroin and the coke. We just want our pot. Leave us alone. We'll sit there on our sofa. We'll watch reruns of Hogan's Heroes. You know, we'll uh, eat... Um, uh, you know, cold uh, refried beans right out of the jar with our fingers, and we'll just sit there if you just let us have our pot. I personally think that pot is, I mean, I'm, I'm just not, why, I, I don't get why you want to drug yourself. Life is so fascinating. Life is so fun. I want to enjoy a second of it. But it's not my life. It's your life. So I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to leave it to you. Serena, you're on the air with Michael Graham. Thank you for the call. Hi, Michael. Yeah, it's fine, in my opinion, if someone would like to in the privacy of their home. Mm-hmm. If I'm subjected to it, that's a different issue. As far as uh, rental properties, right. I don't, yeah, I don't think that uh, smoking should be allowed. If I'm the future tenant, I don't mm-hmm. want to be exposed to it. And smoke lingers. It's a health hazard. It's also a good for allergies. And I have an issue with it. It's not a private home. There's a big difference. So if I rent a uh, whatever rent a house from someone who's listed on house. I don't get to smoke in my own rented house. I don't think so, but you know it's up to that private. You know, yeah, the the landlord, of course. However, when you're talking about large buildings mm-hmm. and um, big properties, no, because you don't know who's coming next, right. and so, it, it is unhealthy. It's it, well, not, I, I should not be subjected to it. It's like driving, I'm driving, I'm very sensitive to smoke, and, you know, someone smoking and holding the cigarette out of the window, right. it affects me, it does. It's How, not a so, wait, 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 habit. You're, you're saying that somebody's outside, smoking mm-hmm. outside, it, with their window down in their car, and you're in, the, you're in a different am, car? That they, I am that, 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 that affects you. It, Michael, I, I promise you, my lung collapsed twice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even from a smoker, s- but it's, yeah, secondhand smoke. I work outdoor. in a casino. Well, uh-huh. you know, it's secondhand smoke, uh, working in a casino for many years. But, uh-huh. um, yeah, absolutely, just the uh, so how So how are you able to drive then with all those diesel buses on the road? I assume you no, can't drive I'm on those either. Is, no, it's not. I'm not saying it's that severe. I'm saying it's someone I detect it instantly. I'm saying that I'm sensitive to it, and obviously it is an issue. And I think most people agree. Well, Serena, if you are so sensitive that a cigarette the size of my pinky causes you to collapse a lung out in public outdoors, then surely diesel fumes are killing you. And so I assume you're talking to us from the great beyond, because if what you're saying is true, then you're dead. So we have now experienced a miracle 
on radio, a dead lady just called us while driving a car with her cell phone because I'm not going to call her a liar and say that she's doing the kind of ridiculous, over-the-top exaggeration that smoke Nazis do. I'm not going to say that about her. I'm not going to say that she's just projecting this crap, that it has no basis in science, and it's the kind of whining that you hear from people who love to tell other people what to do. No, 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 I'm going to take Serena at her word. Serena's life is threatened when someone in another car rolls down their window and has a cigarette. Therefore, Serena is dead. And so, Serena, thank you for the call from the great beyond. Please tell Elvis I said hi. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at Noon on News Radio 1067. I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel all right. It's 1053. Ah, yeah. Michael Graham coming up in the next hour. A warning from a former intelligence official. Fourth of July may be the highest risk of an Islamist attack in America since 9-11. I heard this report and it got my attention. I definitely am sharing it with you. And also, uh, National Review, one of the kind of more staid journals of the conservative right. Today's Morning Jolt has a huge celebration of Donald Trump. I cannot believe that serious-minded Republicans are going to embrace the candidacy of Donald Trump. Uh, And I'll explain why and also uh, why I think this might be happening. Coming up here, right now, though, we're talking about two stories that have converged. The mayor of New York City is trying to pressure landlords to ban smoking inside private homes because he doesn't want people to be able to smoke, period. He thinks it should be illegal. He said, if I could criminalize smoking, I would. And number one, that would be a waste of time because it wouldn't work. Number two, why? It's none of your damn business if someone else wants to smoke. But then that leads us right to Monroe County, where the sheriff is celebrating this massive pot bust that accomplished nothing except putting the taxpayers on the hook. I don't get what's the point. How is this solving anything? Jim is on News Radio 1067. Jim, you're on the air. Hey, Mike. One of the things I wanted to explain that. I hear this a lot. I have I have teenage boys, daughters, uh, children, so I have to listen to this mantra. But I don't think most people understand that that, that are the pro pot movement. Mm-hmm. You're not if pot, if pot becomes legal, you're not going to get what you think you're going to be getting. It's going to get regulated. It's going to be owned by the big pharmaceutical companies, just like alcohol. It's going to get regulated. You're not going to have little cottage industries popping up or they're going to let you grow your own pot mm. and smoke it. it in fact i'm i'm going to go out on a limb and say it won't even be in the form of a marijuana cigarette if it becomes legal it'll become a sublingual or a lozenge or it'll be in your food type of a situation you will not be smoking pot and they'll probably uh why would affect- you say that i don't i don't because get why why do you think they would take away the experience that people want well, it's the the actual smoking inhalation of the smoke is mm-hmm. is damaging to your it's the esophageal in your your lungs. Those are conditions that can be real, but it's too difficult to produce marijuana as a a, a leaf product plant. They're just they're not going to do it. it well, I mean, you say that, but become, here's the deal: people are able to grow it right now. They're able to make their own pot right now. If that's what they want and we legalize something else, then they're going to do it anyway. 
Look at Moonshine. Hey, uh, I'm not saying well, you're not going to get away with it in, in your backwoods. Moonshine is still but, booze. is still in a jar. I mean, all you've done is go no, from no, Moonshine to No, I get it. I mean the scotch. legality of it. They, they won't let you. They're not going to let you make it on your own. And, and what well, I'm going to say is... I don't know what you're talking the about. There are, li- there are licensed stills all over the United States. There are all kinds of small microbreweries, micro stills. I mean, but uh, I, I, it's, a, it, it's an interesting concept. But nobody cares. Nobody cares if their pot comes to them from Virgil's ye olde pot shoppy where he grows it in the back or if it comes from Agra pot and it's, you know, made by a million people. They don't they don't care. They just want their pot. Yes, soccer boy. The only reason it's smoked as much as it is is because it's a lot more difficult to put it in a brownie or put it in a cake. You think so? Like it's that. easy to put it's in just a brownie. The, pro- the process is a lot more difficult than taking the weed, rolling it up, and smoking mm-hmm. it that I way. Don't know. I think the reason, one reason people smoke is because the, they like the communal. You sit around with your buddies. You're, you're hitting the joint. You got the bond. I mean, I think people kind of, that there's something satisfying about that. The same reason why uh, meals tend to be the center of conversations. When you want to have a, when you want to meet with someone to talk, it's almost always over food or drink because that's kind of a human experience. So I don't think that is going to go away. Either way, look, I don't care if you smoke pot or don't. It's completely up to you. I have no interest either way. I don't care how you take your pot. What I do believe in is freedom and democracy, and I hate stupid. And what happened in Monroe County with the uh, massive bus there that everyone's patting themselves back was stupid. And the only good news is we didn't bust anybody. That just would have made it stupider. That's how it looks to me. I'm Michael Graham. Like I said, coming up. Terror warnings that may cause your hair to turn white. And why is Donald Trump suddenly the darling of the establishment GOP? the new month comes the first Georgia gas tax increase since 1971. The Federal Highway Trust Fund continues to shrink with no long-term solution in place. NBC Universal has cut its ties with Donald Trump, citing his derogatory statements, calling Mexican immigrants rapists, drug dealers, and criminals. Um, I don't want to tell Americans what to do or what not to do, um, but nor I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here a week from today talking about an attack over the weekend in the United States. That's how serious this is. This is the Michael Graham Show on News Radio 1067. Puphead, the original portable dog potty. Puphead can be used anytime, anywhere, for any reason. Puphead is designed at ground level that will have dogs using it in no time. It's 1107 at News Radio 1067. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show, renowned spoiler of women, known enemy of the jihad, the geekiest white guy east of the Mississippi River. And I am thrilled that you are part of the conversation today. I really am. The phone number is 844 404 1067. And because the issue of pot and tobacco and smoking and cigarettes have been front and center on today's show, We are throwing open our confession hotline out there right now. There are guys who still like under certain circumstances to go out and have a cigarette. You're not a smoker per se, but after certain activities or you'll sneak a smoke. Now's the time to call the confession hotline and confess it. 404-436-2007. There are people who are upstanding citizens who their friends and neighbors have no idea that they occasionally 
step out to self-herbalize using naturally grown organic mind-bending products that are seized in, in Monroe County. So if you are the sometimes stoner, want to confess that, 404-436-2007. If there are certain activities that inspire you, or maybe you got caught uh, 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 hitting the bong at some point, you can confess it. And whoever has the best confession on the confession hotline today, got another 30 minutes to jump in here, will win a pair of day passes to M- Music Midtown at Piedmont Park, September 18th and 19th. So uh, just call the confession hotline, 404-436-2007. That's 404-436-2007. If you want to have a chance to win the tickets, leave your email address. Don't leave any names. We don't need to know. This is all, this is, that's the, and we never, we never give out that information. We just need to contact you afterwards to give you your prize. But this is your chance to confess. My wife used to smoke after sex, then we start, no, I can't tell that joke. I love um. Uh, so, oh, so news you need, though maybe you don't want to hear it. That's what we call it the natural truth. That's the way the world really is. Uh, this is former uh, intelligence uh, official Mike Morell. These kind of warnings go out routinely, um, but there's nothing routine about this particular one to me. This one really resonates with me for two reasons. One is there's been about 50 people in the last 12 months who've been arrested in the United States um, for being radicalized by ISIS, wanting to go fight there or wanting to conduct an attack here. So there's a lot of people out there who are seeing themselves as aligned with ISIS, number one. And then number two, you have this ISIS call to arms during Ramadan. We are right in the middle of Ramadan. Call to arms, conduct attacks against our enemies. So I'm worried about this one. The uh, former deputy director of the CIA, he says that this 4th of July, he's more nervous than ever before. Um, I don't want to tell Americans what to do or what not to do. Um, but, nor I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting here a week from today talking about an attack mm-hmm. over the weekend in the United States. That's how serious this is. Once again, the retired deputy director of the CIA. Wouldn't it be great if we had politicians who are working as hard to stop terrorists from killing us, working as hard to stop Uh, ISIS from spreading across the Middle East as they are working to get down the Confederate flag. I mean, no matter how you feel about the Confederate flag, and I'm certainly no fan, it is not even in the top 100 things to worry about. But trying to get people in political power to focus on the whack job Islamists who want to kill us, trying to get them to focus on that massive data breach where the Chinese hacked our government computers, uh, the cyber version of 9-11 is what one group of experts are calling it. Others are calling it our cyber Pearl Harbor. China and its agents now have the ability to blackmail all sorts of government officials. We, we still don't know because our people are so incompetent that we don't even know what information still they had access to. And you know how many people have been fired for it? None. How many people... Are, uh, are are in trouble for the terrible way we allowed ISIS to grow and for the many uh, ISIS attacks and ISIS-inspired attacks? None. Nobody gets held responsible. We have to, once again, as a guy who's been calling for the Confederate battle flag to be moved, removed off the state grounds, state house grounds since 1999, it is... Wildly frustrating to see the passion that people have over this 
you know, symbol, but have no passion left over for the ways that you and I, where we have our lives endangered, Americans have our lives endangered, the incredibly awful job that the people in government have done, supposedly protecting us, and then no one gets fired. At the VA, veterans die because of of incompetence, abuse, and neglect, and no one gets fired. It's, I'm much more worried about what government hacks are and are not doing today than I am about what uh, white segregationists were doing in the 50s and 60s. I'm worried about our kids and our America today. So maybe that's just one of the many ways I'm out of step. I don't know. Someone else who's certainly marches to his own drum is Donald Trump. I'm going to read you some stuff from a mainstream uh, conservative publication and also play some audio for you. Donald Trump, I don't know if you know this, NBC has fired him. I'm not going to do the token you're fired, fired joke. They've dumped the show. They're not going to carry the Miss America pageant because of some comments he made. And I am stunned by the people who are rising up to defend him. I'll let you hear those comments and explain when we come back. Michael Graham now and the Kimmer at noon on News Radio 1067. It's 1120. I am Michael Graham, your host, MC, star of the show. Chris Christie announcing that he's running for president right now. Uh, uh, I'm not. That's that's all I need to know. No, we're not going to it. Not at all. I mean, I'm sorry. Chris Christie, his his opportunity was in the past. He has since blown it. He's done himself so much damage. Chris Christie is the Rick Santorum of moderate Republicans. Yeah, he's there. He's in the field. I've heard of him. No one's voting for him, and that's that's it. There's too, there's too many other candidates. I think one of those candidates is Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Now I made you a promise that I was never going to discuss Donald Trump as a presidential candidate because he's not. He's not a serious presidential candidate, uh, but he is in the news uh, today, and is in the news because of these comments he made when he first announced his candidacy. When Mexico sends his people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. It's coming from all over South and Latin America, and it's coming probably, probably from the Middle East. But we don't know. We well, can stop right there. No- just, just stop right there. You don't need any more. All you needed to hear was Mexico was sending us their rapists, and... <laughs> Not surprisingly, some people had an issue with that. Mexico is sending us their rapists. And uh, so now NBC has announced that uh, they will not be renewing uh, The Apprentice. And uh, Donald Trump uh, responds as one would expect Donald Trump to. NBC Universal has cut its ties with Donald Trump, citing his derogatory statements, calling Mexican immigrants rapists, drug dealers, and criminals. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. The real estate mogul stood by those comments before a packed house in Chicago, quoting a report by Fusion. They think it's like Mother Teresa's coming across the border, okay? This one says 80% of Central American women and girls are raped 
crossing into the United States. Well, I said drug dealers, I said killers, and I said rapists. NBC says it will no longer air the Miss USA or Miss Universe pageants, partly owned by Trump, following a similar step by Univision, which also dumped the event. Trump is threatening to sue. I'll be suing Univision. Uh, maybe I'll be suing NBC, too. And so maybe he'll be suing NBC. What, we, what he won't be doing is he will not be holding his hand on his Bible in January 20th, 20, uh, 2017 and saying, I pledge to uphold the uh, defend the Constitution of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be the next president of the United States. So I'm, you're not, I'm not, there's no reason to discuss that. But he is doing well in the polls at the moment. And I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked on when you've got 17 candidates in the field, you know, having 10% is doing well. But that's where he's about, he's about 10%, whatever. My point is, when I, uh, people are responding more warmly towards Donald Trump. People are, are, uh, are, are giving more love to the Donald than I was expecting. And the real breakthrough for me was when I got my morning jolt, which comes in the email every day from National Review, which is kind of like the New York Times of the right. I mean, it's a very staid, solid, you know, William F. Buckley's magazine. And Jim Garrity, who I know and smart guy, has this pay-in, this this praise or defense, at least, of Donald Trump. Why is NBC firing him? I don't understand. Since when do they have a problem with controversial figures? Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, are we really at the point where Trump's uncouth assessment of illegal immigrants is enough to get someone persona non grata in network television? Is it a jerky thing to initially describe the 5.9 million or so Mexicos who entered the United States illegally as people who have lots of problems with rapists? Sure, but a lot of people on television say jerky things all the time. And then he defends Donald Trump's statement of, you know, rapists by saying, well, but he also said some of them are uh, decent people, I suppose. Um, Or, you know, I assume some are good people. What? I'm just I'm just done. This is so not you know, we those of us who lived through 2008, 2012 with the horrible fields of Republican candidates, the clown show that was 2008, 2012. Don't want to do that again. Here comes Donald Trump with his big red shoes, and his big rubber nose and his you know, freaky orange hair. He is a clown and people are defending him. People are saying nice things about him. And I bet some of you have found yourself going, you know. I'm looking at Donald Trump, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I kind of like the guy. And I think I know why. I think it's because even though he says stuff that is stupid and harmful to the Republican brand, even though he's going to be a net negative for Republicans in 2016, you have had so many people tell you to shut up. You're not allowed to express your opinion about same-sex marriage. Shut up. You can't have an opinion. You're not allowed to have your opinion about, uh, uh, you know, President Obama's policy. Shut up. If you criticize me, you're racist. You're not allowed to have an opinion about the Confederate flag other than that it must be burned everywhere, including at Civil War battlefields. Shut up. You've been told so many times in so many arenas to shut up by people who are lying to you in many cases or don't know what they're talking about. And you have to sit there and have people who don't know what they're talking about tell you that your opinions are not allowed. And it's frustrating. 
And then here comes Donald Trump, who tells all the people who are telling you to shut up, no, you shut up. Donald Trump who doesn't back down. It's the fact that he's not backing down that I think is resonating with you. I don't think that you think that uh, the majority of people who come to this country illegally are coming here to rape people. I assume you have a better grasp on the truth, which is that most of them are just coming here to get stuff, either a job or free money or a little bit of both. And, you know, I can't blame people who live in a third world rat hole for wanting to come over here and get a job and free money any more than I blame the prisoners in New York for wanting to break out of prison. That's what they want to do. It's our job to keep them in. People from other countries want to come here. It's our job to keep them out. The people who refuse to keep them out are calling Donald Trump a racist for how he talks about the fact that they refuse to keep him out. He's right. They are refusing to keep them out, and he's right. They don't want you to talk about it. And I think that's what you're responding to. Finally, someone is giving these arrogant, elitist idiots who screwed so many things up, someone's finally giving them the finger. That's why I think it's still Donald Trump is still Donald Trump. He's still a horrible candidate. And the stuff he said about people coming here from Mexico is offensive and stupid. But I think that's why he's resonating. Am I right? 844-404-1067. And if you think you could vote for Donald Trump for president of the United States today, I'd love to talk to you. I am Michael Graham. This podcast of The Michael Graham Show is brought to you by Matt Hermes. If you have a high-end home and you're looking to sell, call Matt at Keller Williams Realty. Matt Hermes specializes in luxury homes in areas like Hamilton Mill, Sugarloaf, Chateau Elan, and more. For more information, visit atlantahomesguru.com forward slash radio.